Back in early 2022, January 27th, 2022, to be precise, I put out a podcast that started like this. This is an emergency podcast. For anyone who's been waiting to buy a home, this is your official warning. Now is the time. Not the end of the year, not after the crash, which won't be happening, and not even at the end of your lease. Now, if you have the means, now's the time to buy a home. That was the message back in January 27th, 2022. Well, now it's the end of February, early March 2023, and I'm saying the same thing again. Let's talk about it. What's happened to my how to buy a homies if you're new to the podcast? That phrase might not sound familiar to you, but if you're a homie, then you've heard me say that every time. And it's also deja vu as you dive into an episode that sounds eerily familiar. Time for me to drop another truth bomb of knowledge into your ear holes. And like I said, if this feels familiar, it's because we've been here before, gang. That was the opening from January 2022, and it's just as perfect for today. History repeats itself, and thanks to the one and only important factor when it comes to the current real estate market, inventory. That's right. That's the only thing that matters, and thanks to inventory, all the data that we're going on is the same. And it's all the same because of that pesky inventory, it's basic supply and demand combined with the typical seasonal surge in home buying activity that happens every year from end of February all the way through July, that means we're going to have more buyers and less homes. So that's a typical supply and demand. Now you add the inventory shortage, and during this period, we are going to have far less homes for sale in 2023. And that means the lull is over and bidding wars are back. Coming back at you new, 2023 style. And this is national data, not national data that I read from a couple of articles. I have talked to many of my unicorns across the country for the first part of the year. And here are the status reports that have been coming from realtors working out in the field with buyers today, last couple of weeks. This is not theory. This is not speculation. This is not predictions. This is real up to the minute, boots on the ground, Real people out there writing offers on homes, real information from buyers for January and most importantly for February of 2023, just the last few weeks. Tampa, Florida reports that they've seen such a dramatic shift in the market in just the last three weeks that things are getting like they used to be. They're seeing multiple offers. One home the podcast listeners were looking at had eight offers and another had 11 offers and was gone off the market in just four days. Okay, well, that's Tampa. That's Florida. Things are crazy down there. What about, you know, the regular parts of the country? Okay, Kansas City, Unicorn Report, anywhere from three to 30, 30 offers happening again and get ready People are going back to waiving their contingencies and inspections. Oh, Lordy. Buckle up, gang. Okay, 
my neck of the woods, Long Beach, California. You know, a little bit north, uh, a little bit south of Los Angeles. We had a unicorn out and wrote for two buyers uh, just last Monday, and both of them faced multiple offers. Dallas, Texas, four offers in just 24 hours on a home that our buyers were trying for last weekend. And even in Minnesota, the snow and the cold not stopping the buyers. Multiple offers on all starter homes. New Hampshire, freezing up there too. But anything suburban or in the first-time buyer range is facing multiple offers in the very first weekend of showings. Right next door in New Jersey, got reports from a unicorn saying that it's 10-plus offers on properties. It's kind of the commonplace now. And in Boston... They're reporting 20-plus offers on first-time buyer homes. As for me and my team working here in Southern California, our last offer uh, was on a home that originally listed last fall way overpriced. Uh, and for those of you that have been keeping an eye on the current housing market, last fall was pretty much the low period. That's when things started to drop. So they were overpriced. Market dropped. Nobody went to see the home because it was really overpriced as the market started to slow down during the holidays. And last week, it had been on the market for an absurdly long time in today's standards. It was over 150 days on the market. Now, the price hadn't changed since Christmas time. They did one price reduction at Christmas time, kind of where it should have been. Still, 150 days, we showed it to the buyer who, after seeing it, they said they were interested. But, you know, they really weren't sure and they wanted to show their parents the following weekend. So we called the uh, listing agent, set up an appointment for a week from that day. And suddenly, in the middle of February, with no price changes on this home since Christmas, over seven weeks, there were three offers before we could get the parents in on this old, stale listing. Now, the only difference in the home was the date on the calendar. Okay, so if you're a data junkie and you're listening to the podcast thinking, okay, David, tell me more. Give me the usual part of the podcast here where you drop all the history and you combine that with current data and the stats, and then you drop some, fill in some philosophy so that you can get all Ted Lasso on me and tell me to believe in the numbers. But here's the dealio, homies. I already did that podcast. It's the same thing as early 2022. If you want to know all the strategies and understand what's going on and understand why, and you just want to get all those details, I'm telling you, all the information I want to give to you, I gave it to you in episode 70 and 73, the urgent message warning, warning podcasts that came in the beginning of 2022. It's the same stuff here in 2023, only less inventory right now. Go now. Listen. Oh, you're still here. All right. Well, then that means either you already heard the podcast or you think maybe you're six months or eight months or a year out from buying. So you don't need to hear all that information because that's for current stuff right now. Um, well, if you don't have the means right now or you think you don't have the means, I really recommend you go back and listen to those anyway. Number one, you might be closer to buying a home than you think. And you need to feel and understand the urgency of this real boots on the ground data rather than what you hear from videos and 
social media and people just complaining about what's going on or people talking on Twitter or listening to your uncle who thinks that he knows a lot about real estate. So everybody go right now, go and listen to 70, 70 and 73, and then come back here and we'll get into what's going on in 2023. Okay. I'm back dude and dudettes. For your sake as buyers, I wish I had different news for you. And I wish I wasn't correct back in 2022, but I was. I'm not a fan of the yellers online screaming, I told you so, all the guys that are thumping their chest to say, follow me and follow my advice because I'm the guru and I can help you predict what's going on. Look, none of us got a crystal ball. I, I really don't believe in that. I believe in the long-term correctness of owning a home. I'm only pointing out today that I was right back then to let you know that this is not a fear-based act now sales pitch because I've got some 2023, you know, podcast numbers that I want to hit. I want to get a whole bunch of people buying homes. No, 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 this is four years of the podcast where I've been shooting straight facts for you as the buyer to use for your advantage. Going against the grain, that's my jam because... Confidence in the market and the data that breeds financial stability. Think dull dollar cost averaging investing versus sexy Bitcoin and day trading. If you've ever done any kind of investing, that'll make sense to you. And I realize talking about dollar cost averaging makes me sound like an old dude. Drink, but I am. And have I seen everything before? No, but have I seen 17 years and then studied for the other hundred years before that? Yeah, I have, I did, I know the patterns. Late at night, I study this crap instead of binge watching Netflix, except Ink Wars. I don't know why I got into that show, but I did, that's my new thing. Oh my God, my wife thinks I'm insane. Uh, it's really good, except for the live finales, they suck. Anyway, uh, it's artistry, it's fun. But when I'm you doing that, I also am always sitting there with my laptop. Uh, mostly so I can tell my wife, no, dear, I'm studying. But really, I am. Um, I just read this stuff every day, every morning with my coffee. And I do this because looking at real estate charts and articles and sending emails to Unicorn Nation, getting their input back to me, sure, it's absolutely a sad existence. But I do it because the more information that I can get to you and the more I can be correct over all these years, then Maybe your friends and your family and everybody else that you recommend the podcast to in 2025 will have two or three times where I gave predictions when I gave you urgent warnings and they were right. And there's another reason why I spend all that time studying. A local 24-year-old buyer that I helped reluctantly buy their first home, that they, they fought me on if it was the right decision in uh, 2022. They just texted me this. It's been a rough year for me financially, and I've actually been laid off a few times with the economy, but I'm filling out my taxes right now, and the fact that I can write off the interest from my mortgage just got me a lovely refund, and I got an escrow refund as well this year. I'm so glad that I trusted you and I purchased this condo. Thank you for being you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, if that doesn't make studying and being a boring real estate nerd just completely pay off. I don't know what does. Not only did this buyer see a huge gain in their equity since they bought the home, and that was early last year. It was in March during 
crazy bidding wars. Uh, but now they're stable as home ownership is the best hedge against inflation. I say again, home ownership is the best hedge against inflation. When things get rough, rents don't go away. And in fact, they don't go down, they go up. So a nice fixed stable monthly payment along with equity and just the stability of knowing that nothing's going to change when maybe your job is, boy, that feels good. So I should end the podcast right here. I mean, I presented the current facts from the realtors who are writing offers in February, 2023. And then if you want to know how to compete, well, that's all there for you in the old uh, episodes as history is repeating itself. So knowing what to do in something like this, that's episode 70 and 73. And right. So I guess we're good. So rate, subscribe. You can do this. See you next time. All right. Fine, fine, fine. Here's some current data so that you can have facts to back up what I told you, you cynical, untrusting skeptic. Come on, man. What do I got to do to earn a little trust here? All right. For the past two and a half years, it's been a housing market free-for-all. Post-pandemic, we've had bidding wars, multiple offers, over list price, homes purchased, sight unseen, no inspection, contingencies waived. But you may have heard that all of that is changing because the housing market lulled at the end of 2022, and it's supposed to definitely correct in 2023. Keeping in mind that local price trends are going to vary market by market, Again, here's some people giving us these articles who are looking at the national data. And this is, um, oh my gosh, I have to say this person's name. This person is has a PhD. They're a supervisory economist at the Federal Housing Finance Agency. This person deserves all the respect in the world, but their name is Natalia Polkovinichenko. Polkovinichenko. Well, close enough. Natalia says, quote, U.S. house prices were largely unchanged in the last four months and remain near peak levels reached over the summer of 2022. Now, at the time of this article, she was talking about the last four months. She was saying January, December, November, and October. She continued to say, quote, while higher mortgage rates have suppressed demand, low inventories of home for sale have helped maintain relatively flat housing prices, unquote. Now, that's interesting because as she was talking about like fall of last year into January, if you look at month over month home price changes from July of 2022 to January of 2023, you'll see that yes, starting as early as July, that's when we started to see price drops. Now it was like every single month it dropped a teeny bit, less than 1%. 0.3% was the low and 1%, uh, 1.0%, uh, that was the high. It was like 0 0.3, 0 0.6, 0 0.4, 0 0.9. Those were the drops every single month. So everyone was like, cool, things are changing. Everyone chilled out for the holiday season and then boom, everybody came back and now everyone's trying to buy homes and nobody's listing their homes for sale. There was a forecast from Bright MLS, and it suggested that there would only be 4.87 million homes for sale in 2023. Now, what does that stat mean to you? Well, we like it around five or six. Six is a big, robust year. But if we do only sell 4.87, as they're predicting, that would be the lowest number of homes sold in the last nine years. So 
That means they're anticipating low supply rather than a lack of interested buyers. So they're predicting these low sales, but they're saying that it's because of low supply, not a lack of interested buyers. That's going to be the primary driver of the subdued number of tr transactions. That's their words. You can see I can hardly read it. Um, what they're saying is that's a primary driver for the forecast that they made of only 4.87, the lowest in nine years. Nationally, home prices are expected to be stable in 2023 with the median home sales price rising, ready, 0.3% year over year. So what I tell everyone is the expectation for 2023 was plus or minus 1%. Like it might go up 1%, it might go down. That was everyone's predictions because it was back in November and December. I'm telling you right now, with eight offers, 10 offers, 20 offers on homes, what's going to happen in March? Oh my gosh, I'm repeating myself again. If 20 people try for a home in Boston or Tampa or New Jersey or New Hampshire and they don't get it, 19 people didn't get a home, are they all going to quit? No, a lot of them are going to go and try to buy homes, which means some sellers are going to figure out, oh my God, there were 20 people that went for Sally's house down the street. I'm going to put mine up for 25,000 more. What's going to happen to that only plus or minus 1% prediction when everybody's jacking up their prices through March, April, and May because there are so many buyers and not enough inventory? So what do we need, damn it? We need more homes for sale. Well, there are two reasons why that's not going to happen in 2023. Now, why am I telling you that? Because if inventory stays low, which it will because of these two problems, then that unfortunately means that we're going to have bidding wars because supply is going to be well, well below demand. And that means prices are going to go up. That's why this is an urgent message. Problem number one as to why we won't see a raise in inventory. A bunch of homeowners, they're going to be sitting on some fatty equity, even if they bought the home in the last year or two. You remember that 24-year-old I mentioned? You know, I'm thinking about it. She might have bought in 2021. I could be wrong. Anyway, she's got some fatty equity. Thanks to her, her badass realtor. Wait, that was me. Um, she got a killer deal. And now she's sitting on some serious appreciation. Last time I looked, she had more than $100,000 in equity in her condo. But if they want to look to sell that condo, putting a lovely, beautiful home on the market in 2023, where a bunch of people are going to want to buy it because uh, she put a lot of love in the home and took care of it. But if she sells it and buys something bigger with all her equity, remember, she's sitting on a 3% mortgage right now. Sellers aren't selling because if they sell at 3%, they have to buy at 6%. And most of the time people sell and they buy another home, they're buying a bigger, larger home, which means it's probably going to be the same loan amount even if they stack the new equity on, let's say you had a $400,000 condo and then now it's worth five fifty, dollars got $150,000 worth of equity. Great. Let's go put that on a down payment and buy a $600,000 or $700,000 house. Well, you're probably still going to have the same loan amount even when you go up that you had on your townhome. What's the problem with that? A $400,000 loan at 3% on a $450,000 home versus a $400,000 loan on a $700,000 home, same loans, great big house, looking like it's going to be cool, 
But if you stay at the condo, that $400,000 loan's 3% interest. If you move it up into a big house because you have all that equity and you can move up, yeah, sure, you had the same loan, but now it's at 6%, maybe 6.5. That means a lot of people who bought homes and have equity and could move aren't because they still have to have a loan on their new home and no one wants to trade up from a monthly payment on the same amount from 3% to 6%, even if they're getting a ton more square footage. And problem number two, builders are not building enough homes. Now, stop me if you've heard this before. Oh, wait, you have, because I've been saying it since the first day I started the podcast in March 2019, and I've been saying it to anybody that will listen to me since 2011. Inventory is low because builders have not been building enough homes. Starting in 2009, 10, 11, and 12, they just stopped building homes and we haven't caught up. In a Market Watch article from February 16th, that reports that U.S. housing starts, remember homies, housing starts is the fancy term that they use. It means how many new homes are being built. Well, in that article on February 16th, the housing starts fell by 4.5% in January to the lowest level since June of 2020. Now, let's think about what was going on in June of 2020 when these housing starts were at a low level. Yeah, pandemic. No builders were out there doing anything. The drop in construction right now that we see on new homes, this follows a decline that started in December. And in December, housing starts fell 3.4%. That means that for the last five months in a row, housing starts have dropped. The annual rate for housing starts falling is 27.3% from the previous year. So fancy words, housing starts, it was already bad, and now they're still building 27% less. As of January 27th, a report from Redfin said that bidding wars have returned in many key markets. Thanks, Redfin. I already told everybody that. Uh, They mentioned that mortgage applications are up 28% from early November with home buyers coming back. But unfortunately, home buyers are slow to return. A San Jose Redfin agent said, quote, I've seen more homes go under contract this month than the entire fourth quarter. Listings that were stagnant in November and December are suddenly getting one or two offers. Unquote. Now that's San Jose, eight hours away from me, and that's exact carbon copy of the story that I just told you. Do you guys know what carbon copy is? Am I dating myself again? Did you guys ever smell ditto paper? I bet not. Any 50 year, I do get in uh, uh, lots of questions from 50 year olds and 60 year olds um, talking to me about buying a home. So uh, if you're out there and you're listening, remember ditto paper? How you'd smell it when it came to you? <laughs> oh, I'm old. Drink. Next up, uh, in Seattle, Florida, and Richmond, there are reports that interests in homes is going way up and bidding wars are happening. Redfin said the number of customers requesting first tours because they have people that go to their website and ask them because they don't listen to my podcast and realize that's a dumb idea. Anyway, their first tours, uh, asking somebody to come and be a door opener for them, they're up 17 percentage points from November. And they they said it's 17 percentage points from the November trough. (laughs) They call the lull in housing a trough. Yes, in geology, a trough is a linear structural depression. It's less steep than a trench. Trough can be narrow basin or a geologic rift. So remember that when you're calling your friends 
and spilling the tea and getting harsh on somebody, you can go trough on someone, but going trench, that's much harsher. So now you know. Redfin reported the number of people uh, contacting Redfin agents to start the home buying process has improved by 13 points. Now that's good for them. Although I'd be curious to see the actual conversion numbers with those Redfin agents. Whoa, Sedoni slam on Redfin. The report also quotes a Seattle agent talking about a $1.4 million listing, not a first time buyer home, right? And it still received 12, off 12 offers. And it's under contract for 155000 over the $1.4 million list price because they had 12 offers and they had a bidding war. And the buyer who bought it waived every contingency. Contingency? I got all country on you for a second there. They waived every contingency. They handed over $300,000 for their earnest money deposit. And they're letting the seller stay for free in a rent back two months after the closing. Another home in Seattle was delisted after sitting on the market through the Redfin trough, as they call it, for three months. So they took it off the market because it sat there during the trough at the end of last year, and the seller relisted it just in early February, and it went pending in under 12 hours. Another report in Florida from Tampa Blah, 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 rich man, blah, blah, blah. I could read you everything in this article, but I told you the real stuff for my people. So if you're close or you think you're close or you don't know how close you are or could be to buying a home, waiting, I don't want to overstate it, but waiting will kill you. You will die. No, waiting will kill you. Waiting will kill your checkbook. No one uses a checkbook. Waiting will kill your financial situation and your emotional state. You're going to lose options. You're going to lose deals. You're going to lose negotiating power. If you're close, all those things will be lost if you don't jump on this. History repeats itself. And I'm telling you, please, please find out where you stand today. You might be a lot closer than you think. So you can jump on this and make your plans. Now's the time. Because I'm telling you, right now, prices are going to go up because they have to. Even though in the past couple of weeks, we've seen interest rates go up a little bit. Now, imagine if there are 10 and 20 offers on homes in mid-March and there's a drop in interest rates. Things are really going to move. So don't let the interest rates scare you. We don't anticipate the interest rates are going to stay at 6.5% for the next four or five years. You probably most likely will have a chance to refinance once those rates drop. But if you wait for rates to drop, home prices may have gone up five, eight percent. Now, that's a crazy prediction, but I'm just giving it to you because I'm giving it to you based on how many people we see are writing offers on homes right now. So go to howtobuyahome.com right now. Ask your question. Uh, click the button. Ask David. Ask a question. Just reach out. All we do here at How to Buy a Home is give free advice on how to navigate the process at your own pace. And now I'm giving you crucial advice to move that process quickly as quick as you can, especially if you haven't talked to a team of pros to help you know where you are, where you're starting. Go back and listen to the last episode, Shoots and Ladders. Where are you on the board? You got to find out. More information at David Sedoni on Instagram, at How to Buy a Home on TikTok, at How to Buy a Home podcast on YouTube. And it's all there for you at howtobuyahome.com. So I say it again urgently for the second, third, fourth time since I started the podcast. Check my track record. 
boring real estate data. That's my nerd jam. And I know that right now you're going to be better off sooner rather than later. Fear can be paralyzing, but worse, it can cost you thousands. Knowledge is king. And I know with knowledge, you can do this. (laughs) 